Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Mars, very, very much. And uh, good morning, everybody. It is a Palm Sunday, and uh, we welcome you to our program this morning as Holy Week begins. And I uh, look forward to talking to you about the plants at your place. I hope that you will pick up the phone and and give me a call, won't you please? Love to hear from you today, and uh, we will uh, be here to answer garden questions for the next uh, two hours until 10 o'clock. And uh, the phone number and call screen seems to be working in a strange sort of way, 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Call right now, please. Let's fill up those lines. We have access, as I tell you each week, we have access to five lines, but I don't like to have people on hold for long periods of time, and so I take the five lines, or we don't. I, I don't. I ask Mike Bass, my producer and phone screener and man who does everything that requires intellect. I ask Mike to take... Uh, one of the lines and call another one of the lines so if you subtract two from five that leaves us three active lines and that's how many we use that way you may get a busy signal but you also will not get stuck on hold for the rest of the morning and that's a, a good thing 800-288-WBAP 800-288-9227 let's talk about the plants that have done well for you let's talk about the questions you might have and the first call up today is always on Sunday mornings, uh, Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager for the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Always good to hear from you and uh, lots of things going on. It's, it's perking up at the Botanic Garden, isn't it? It's a happening place. It is a happening place. Uh, just out of curiosity, what number of poems did you have uh, three months ago and and uh, did some of them survive pretty much intact? You have sables uh, we, in, the, in the garden? Well, the sable miners uh, survived beautifully, as did the needle palms. But mm-hmm. uh, the other ones have suffered. We're, we're waiting to see if they come back or not. Just can't tell yet, can we? I'm, I'm telling people who are asking, you're going to have to wait another month or two on some of them just to see yes. whether the crowns are left. Yeah, yeah if, if you have a swimming pool, folks, I don't think you'd necessarily want a needle palm right there. But sable palms give you that look of the big uh, the big leaves they don't get uh, 30 feet tall but but they surely do give you that nice look and mine have survived minus four uh two times that we've lived out in the country mm. and they look beautiful so anyway, well, that's great not why we called this meeting is it well but that's a, a good point though for a palm sunday tell us about uh, yoshino cherries i i've wanted to hear about yoshino cherries well, we have a number of them blooming throughout the garden, uh, around the garden center, behind the garden center, in the Japanese garden. Uh, this is a graceful ornamental flowering cherry tree with a spreading open crown. Uh, it has fragrant light pink flowers that appear before or at the same time as the leaves emerge. For a spectacular early spring bloom, the flowers are followed by small black cherries, which are bitter to humans but loved by birds. Uh, the leaves are pretty, about five inches long. Anyway, we have a collection directly behind the garden center uh, that uh, uh, comes from the trees donated by Japan in 1912. They were propagated from those original trees planted around the Tidal Basin in Washington, D.C. in 1912. And uh, anyway, this this hybrid, the Yoshino cherry, uh, does come from Japan. 
And uh, so anyway, we do have an authentic collection directly behind the garden center. Fabulous, fabulous. And and uh, your counterpart years ago, although he has moved on to a couple of other gardens since, uh, 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 Jimmy Turner at the Dallas Arboretum yeah. uh, used to plant cherries and uh, uh, also uh, the ornamental uh, peach trees at yeah, uh, yeah. Dallas Arboretum. And he said, you know, Neil, they'll, they'll flower for for us. Now, it's not Yoshino. It was a, a different variety, of course, flowering peaches. He said if they last five or ten years, they've been spectacular during that time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a good mm-hmm. thing. And that's a good yeah. thing. And I always thought that was a nice way of looking at it. Uh, Spring Festival is going on in your Japanese garden, correct? Well, indeed. This is the second day of it. It is from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it will feature Japanese dancers and drummers, demonstrations of martial arts, the tea ceremony, ikebana, four different food vendors, and the garden's own cafe selling food. And then the Japanese Society will also be selling traditional Japanese food, including a fish pastry uh, that is unique to their cuisine. Vendors will be selling pottery, art, jewelry, and other items. Uh, admission to the event is free with admission to the garden. So you have to pay to enter the garden. But once you do, you're able to enjoy the spring festival throughout the garden. It's concentrated in the Japanese garden, but is actually staged throughout the garden. Fabulous. And I commented back, I don't know if you saw my note back, but uh, you have Saucer Magnolia, Magnolia Solangiana, on your uh, list to talk about uh, mm-hmm. uh, today. And I think this may be six or seven weeks later than you've ever spoken about that tree, oh, that, exactly. that large shrub. It normally blooms in February sometime. Yes. There were some other things going on in February this year. <laughs> yes, as I recall. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that plant. Well, this is a deciduous magnolia. It gets about 25 feet tall. It's the first tree to bloom in late winter, early spring, typically. And that often happens in late February, but it didn't this year. So uh, this past week, uh, they've been blooming. They have white goblet-shaped flowers with purple undersides. Uh, The flowers are susceptible to a late freeze, but uh, these have bloomed after the Arctic blast, and they're doing well. So uh, they're pretty in the spring. And then finally, I wanted to mention a bulb that is blooming now, or it has been this past week, and that is summer snowflake, leucogium, one of my absolute favorite bulbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's native to the stream banks of southern France. It prefers moist locations and heavy clay soil, which we have here. Does well in full sun or the shade of deciduous trees. The flowers are white, they're bell shaped, and there's a green dot at the tip of each petal. That's what I like about the flower. It's a very dainty little flower that hangs down, uh, but it's attractive, uh, you know, blooming in mass, and we plant it in mass, large drifts uh, throughout the garden. Grave Tie Giant is a cultivar with uh, uh, somewhat larger flowers than the species, uh, but it's a wonderful bulb for our area. As it's coming up and growing, and I see you had it in your notes, and I don't think you covered it, uh, its foliage looks so much like daffodils. Yeah. You would mistake it for daffodil leaves. Just a beautiful plant. I didn't grow that until the last 15 years or so, and I love it. It's uh, it's summer snowflake, leucogium. Just a beautiful plant. Uh, I have a question coming up. It's not the prime question that Mac in Fort Worth called in, but I don't think there's anybody any better equipped to answer this. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Uh, he's, uh, I think, going to ask preferred rose for Fort Worth. I know you have trialed a lot of roses through Rose Rosette and in your in your sunken rose garden. Do you have uh, two or three that you have found that do well and may last a little bit longer? I know that's uh, thin ice to talk about that because no rose is resistant 
uh, yet, apparently, to Rose Rosette. Any any suggestions for Mac? Well, I, I can't right off the uh, off the cuff. No, uh, because they're all susceptible, and I know that from time to time we replace yeah. uh, roses in our rose garden. So we just we think of them as a as a kind of a short term perennial. We might have to replace them every two to three years. Take our chances. Know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, I'm, I would have said the same thing. I just I prefer hearing it from an expert. That's good. All right. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive, across from Trinity Park. All right, and that's just a couple miles west of downtown, and all the information about accessibility and hours and and uh, cost of admission and membership, most of all, please become a member. All that's on the website, and the website is? fwbg.org. All right, 24-hour information telephone number. That is 817-463-4160. And hardest question of them all, your name is? Steve Huddleston. I've never asked you that before. You did pretty well with it. All right. He is. Uh, he used to be senior horticulturist, public yeah. relations manager, and my friend also. That's part of your title, too. Steve, I appreciate well, you. you. Right. Are you are you available on Easter Sunday next week for a report? Yes. All yes, right. I'm yeah. available yeah. for a live program, so we'll, we'll hook up then. Thank you, my friend. Okay, bye-bye. All right, that is sponsored by the fine folks at Mueller. Mueller, 90 years of bringing us wonderful product here in the great state of Texas. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce. Perhaps you've heard about all that. But hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products, they understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's been made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Learn more and find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller, Inc., Com. I'm Greg Polito with Callaway's in North Fort Worth. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Greg, very, very much. And we go to our first call of the day. If you'd like to be the second call of the day, call us right now at 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. This is Mac in Fort Worth. Mac, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, your previous uh, announcement about the rose bush was one of the questions he answered that. Yes, sir. Uh, my, will a true lilac bush or tree actually grow here in the Fort Worth area? True will, lilac. It will grow and survive. Uh, it will not thrive. No uh, preparatory procedures that could extend anything. 
No, the problem is we're about 15 degrees too hot for them, summer and yeah, winter, what, every day of the year. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. Okay, what is your, uh, what is your opinion of the, uh, this is sentimental for me, the moonflower vine? I think it's a lovely vine. Okay. Yeah, I gave my neighbors down around Glen Rose about 10 packages of those. Yeah, they're pretty. And I had not I had never seen one grow since I was seven, eight years old. I discovered one one night. And uh, I said, I want to grow those. I haven't mm-hmm. planted up here, but this year I hope to go out and plant about four of them against my front white fence. And I want to put a rose bush right there in the middle and see wow. how that works out. Yeah, you heard what we said about rose rosette virus. Yeah, I did. You're familiar yeah, with yeah. that? About what virus? Rose rosette. Are you oh familiar? yeah, yeah. Uh, I I assume there is no permanent roses here in Texas. You plant them, enjoy them, and you replace them. Yeah. You're aware of the the disease? No, I don't have any idea. I just know that. Well, it has I'm moved in. Rose it is under a lot of stress. Yeah. It, well, yeah, not like not like before. Much worse than ever before. The oh, last it's worse ten, than ever now. Yeah, hang oh, on just a second. It moved in about ten years ago. It, it's an old oh. disease, uh, and it has just annihilated roses in Dallas, Fort Worth. It has not been nearly the problem elsewhere in the state or elsewhere in the world. Uh, it is all through the world, but it is just awful here. And that's why you'll have a hard time finding roses in a lot of the nurseries. Uh, there, there probably are better plants to use than roses right now until we get a workaround. There was a, a five-year, $5 million project at Texas A&M, and, and they finished that without finding a, a real solution yet. They're still working. Um, so anyway, do what you wish. And one suggestion I would make on the moonflower, find another support other than a white background for it. It won't show up on a white picket fence. You ought to have morning glories on that. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Morning glory colors, you mean? Yeah, uh, heavenly blue morning glories or, or, uh, uh, scarlet O'Hara or one of the other colors and use your moonfly, uh, okay. moon vine on, uh, on, on something that has a dark color right. to it. Yeah. The predominant color, the yeah. only color I've ever, I ever saw that night was white. Yeah. Well, it comes in white. It's, that's why it's called moonvine or moon moonflower. Moonflower. Yeah, yeah. Moonflower also pertains to another plant that is not a vine, and that is jimson weed and and its uh, relatives. And then you get into the brugmansias, which are really spectacular plants with trumpet-shaped flowers that hang straight down. And they're 12 inches long. Those things are unbelievable. Uh, oh, but but okay. all of those are, uh, you know, anyway, I digress. Your 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 moon vine is a beautiful plant. I love it. I've grown it. It does not well. Not against a totally white background, though. Yeah, it's it's not going to show up very well. Okay, I'm with you there. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate I sure your call. Appreciate it. Yep, have a good day. Thank you, sir. Uh, okay, let's see. I don't know if I'm going to have to hit refresh. Every time I say, hey, I don't have calls, Mike says, what'd you say, Mike? I don't show on my call screen. Oh, there they go. Okay, I'm going to have to refresh this every time. Okay, so we have Matt coming up in a moment. Matt, stay with me. And then Fran. Uh, my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, is uh, on its fifth printing right now on the presses in San Antonio. And uh, it is a bit delayed because of a paper shortage. If you've just joined the uh, the program for the first time in a couple of weeks, I started asking for the fifth printing back in January, and they were looking, looking, looking at the printer 
for the paper. I wanted it to look exactly the same as the other printings. Uh, and we already have one change, and that is the end paper, the, the colored paper that's inside the cover. They don't have that anymore because it's not made anymore. So, okay, whatever. So we have new end paper, but we also were waiting to have this paper made. It was in between runs of this paper. And you, you wouldn't believe how many rolls, big, big, forklift size rolls of uh, paper it takes to print 15,000 copies of the book. So anyway, it's on the presses now, and it'll be out in about three or four weeks. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, 11 chapters that cover every detail of uh, landscapes and lawns and flower, vegetable, and fruit gardening in Texas. Everything for every county in Texas. 840 of my best photographs. Uh, it is 344 pages, more than 25 multi-page charts. This is nothing like the old cowboy boot book from 1991 or 1982. Those things are history. I did not even look at them when I did this book. I self-published this one to get away from all prior uh, responsibilities with the old publisher and I'm thrilled with this book you I think will be too satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny and here is your special opportunity by the way it's not in stores won't be in stores won't be on Amazon the first four printings none of them was okay it will be $36.95 plus tax and postage. It is going to be now, if you pre-order $31.95 plus tax and postage, you'll be getting one of the first signed copies. And as I said, satisfaction guaranteed or I'll refund every penny you spend. This is a chance, if you already have it, to get a fifth ish, uh, uh, printing. It's, it's essentially the same book. If you have one of the others and you're not buying this as a gift, you don't need the fifth printing. But if you want to buy it as a gift, here's a really special chance for you. There are two ways you can get it. One is from my office by calling my office, and the other is by uh, is by going to my website. The office number Monday through Friday is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. All right, thank you, sir. Let's talk about Whiskey Stone right now and what they could do for you. They can make your landscape a finished product. And they don't come out and do the work themselves. They deliver anywhere you can hear me. They can also put you in contact with the finest landscape contractors in north central Texas. They have contact with the best. That's why they're that that's because they're very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They've been in business since nineteen eighty three and everybody knows Mike and Derek Wisnand. They are very personable men. It's a father and son team. And Mike's dad uh, started the business back in 1983, a third-generation family business, 22 acres in size. That's a huge business. They have every kind of stone from quarries all over the southwest and beyond. And uh, so whatever you're looking for, whether it's stone to finish a fountain, maybe it's uh, a pool decking, maybe it is 
a flagstone walkway or driveway. Maybe it's a river rock for decorative. I, I use river rock as uh, borders in my beds and also for elevated uh, garden spaces. River rock is so functional. It comes in all sizes and all colors, and they have them all. Uh, maybe you just want uh, a decorative gravel for pathways. They have everything at Whiskey Stone, and they also have friendly sales representatives to assist you. Open Monday through Saturday, and uh, they're there to serve. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Take your drawings, your measurements of, of the projects you want to do, and take photographs of your backyard or your side, your front yard, wherever it is. Take photographs of jobs that you've seen elsewhere that you like and, and print them out to you know, a nice sized photograph that you can really see. And they'll help you. They'll help you design the garden of your dreams. They don't do drawings of gardens, but they can certainly help you plan. That's at Whiskey Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com, w-h-i-z-q.com, it's Whiskey Stone. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Carol Dreyer with Callaway's in Houston. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Carol, very much. Let's go to Matt in Waxahachie. Matt, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. What can I do for you? Well, I'm calling today. Uh, I live up, you know, northeast Texas, um, just south of Dallas, actually. I've got, um, my home is about three years old. My yard's, was, you know, put in new Bermuda grass. My backyard seems to be doing great. I've treated the front and back the same as far as my regiment with fertilizer and so forth and weed killer. But my front yard is, is, is horrible. It's, I've got spots where my Bermuda's basically gone away. I've got, you know, where it's just dead runners and bald spots. And I'm trying to figure out, should I at this point just agitate the soil and overseed it with some scots or something like that or or what are your suggestions regarding uh, trying to get my grass to come back? All right. They're both Bermuda, front and backyard? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to try to figure out what the difference in the two uh, yards is. That, that's going to be our starting point. Uh, okay. I'm in – this program starts in Dallas. I mean, we're in downtown Dallas, and so it's – I know okay. walks ahead you very well. I used to serve Ellis County when I was with the Extension Service. It was one of my counties. Um, All right. I know that you have – uh, shallow soil in parts of uh, Waxahachie. I know that you have no soil in parts of Waxahachie, and sometimes that can happen in the same yard. Um, how much uh, difference in sunlight is there in your front yard and your backyard? Uh, the difference with the two are uh, the backyard uh, faces the east, and then the front yard faces the west. I get plenty of sun in the front, but the the front yard has quite a slope on it, so that I got I got more drainage. Um, all right. Are they both in full sun? They both get plenty of sun, yes. No, I, mean, I won't get... be the one who determines that. Are they both in full okay. sun? Uh, I'd say the front gets more sun than the back. The the back gets a lot more morning to noontime sun. All right. Uh, and then you know, and then it starts to fade away. But the front, you know, once it's noon, it gets sun all day. Okay, so from twelve o'clock on, it has full sun. There are no trees. Uh, the trees are small. It's a new home, so the trees don't really provide much shade. Okay. All right. Uh, Bermuda grass needs eight hours of, of hot baking sun to, to thrive. If both areas are getting roughly the same amount of sun more, all morning, all afternoon, 
then and the backyard is is doing well with morning sun then the front yard should also all right let's uh, deal with soil depth uh have you dug any holes to plant trees or to put in flower beds or put in pipelines or anything in the front yard no sir it might be worth digging just a test hole somewhere along a, a edge of a flower bed or something just to see what you run into see if there's any building debris see if you hit rock really close to the surface uh, i remember uh, many times driving uh, interstate 35 and looking off to the east as you come north, uh, as, as you come through town, uh, seeing shallow outcroppings of soil where there just isn't a lot of soil. You see caliche right near the surface, and, and that's going to be a tough uh, game for any turf grass. So you may have very shallow soil. That doesn't mean that the Bermuda can't grow there. It, it means that you alter how you care for it. The slope is a, is a big issue. Uh, do you have an automatic sprinkling system? No, sir, I don't. All right. Uh, it just means it's a little harder for you to, to do it with right. manual uh, watering. Uh, the reason I ask that is smart controllers on automatic systems will accommodate slopes like that by turning the system on and off in two or three-minute bursts, and then they'll come okay. back 30 minutes later and do it again and again okay. and again until it all soaks in and waters properly, and then three or four days later, it'll do it again. I have one part of our yard where the smart controller that I have a Rachio controller and and it will water that uh, that particular station 11 or 12 times in the summer uh, in, an, okay. in an evening because it knows okay. it has a really steep slope and very uh, uh, difficult soil. But anyway, that may be it. It may be that you're not getting enough nitrogen, uh, which promotes growth, and water down to the roots to to promote the growth should you overseed with more bermuda no uh, if you have a piece of bermuda grass the size of a paper clip per square foot you will get much quicker cover from that piece of bermuda grass the size of a paper clip than you will rototilling and sowing the seed bermuda seed okay. is way too tiny just to scatter out on an existing lawn you have to rototill and rake and then sow the seed it has to go okay. onto freshly tilled soil, and you don't want to do that on a steep slope. That's, that's asking for trouble. If you want right, to put just... plugs in, you could do that, but but you're better okay. off just, uh, if the soil has a grade that you like, if it's smooth, then I would just promote what you have, and that okay. you do that yeah, with cause... nitrogen. Go ahead. Okay, because I, I, I had thought, yeah, instead of doing the seed, I'll just go buy, you know, some Bermuda uh, pieces of grass and just kind of put patches in where those bald spots are. And it seems that what you're saying is probably I need to pay more attention to, to giving the front yard more water than the back because the back, like I said, is it looks great. Yeah, if it's if it's flatter, and I've got a break for a newscast here, I'm already five sure. minutes behind on. But but if the back is flatter, then the water's going to soak in. And it's going to operate normally. In the front, you may have to water three times in a day, but only for ten minutes at a time. You don't want it to run off. And the same with okay. fertilizing. You may have to fertilize more often, but just in smaller amounts at a time. That's 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 the mindset you need is just to, to do it uh, more often, less at a time. Thank you. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for the call. Good luck with it. All right. Sunburst shutters, the way to make your house look great quickly. 
really quickly and really great. I hope you'll give Sunburst Shutters a chance to come out and bring their shutters to your home and show you. They have samples that they'll bring and hold up in your windows, and, and they're two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louvers. These are plantation style shutters. These look fabulous. They're made of polywood, which is a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. We have them in our home. We've had them for more than 10 years, and folks, I can't tell you how thrilled we are. We've been thrilled since the moment they went in, and we're just as thrilled right now. They're easy to clean. They're easy to open, and they look like wood. They look exactly like wood. Even if you touch them, you would think that they were wood. But then you realize, I don't think those are wood. They're just so wonderful, and they are made to last. They don't crack or warp or split or peel. I think I told you that. Sunburst shutters. They can be custom fit to any opening in your house. Give them a chance to come and, and show you. Take a look first at their website, sunburstshutters.com. They're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. 214-343-2601. That's 214 214- 343-2601. Nice people. Sunburstshutters.com. I've been waiting for you to have this conversation for a long time. DFW's place to talk. It's very important. I'm glad you're having it. News Talk 820. WBAP. WBAP.com. My electronic newsletter is Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's free. comes from my, uh, uh, my iMac, my computer, directly to your email Every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m., you'll always get a featured plant of the week. You'll always get a featured question of the week, something that's very commonly asked that week, maybe two uh, questions. And you'll always get Gardening This Weekend, where I point out the most critical things you need to be doing in your landscape and garden in the ensuing three or four days. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it. Sign up for it. We have more than uh, 73,000 subscribers currently. We'd love to have you there. Take a look at it at my website. That's also where you sign up for it. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Click on that tab at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. The suspect, wanted for Friday night's shooting of a Texas state trooper, has shot himself. I'm Dennis Martin at the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com WBAP first traffic and weather on the one. Still dealing with an accident that's been a problem all morning. It's got westbound 635 closed between 35E and Lunar Road. North of DFW Airport, a big construction project is closed the connector ramp that runs from northbound Highway 121 to 635. And in Irving, construction has closed Spur 482 in both directions between Texas 114 and Century Center Boulevard. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Lots of sunshine today, high temperature in the low 70s. Clear skies tonight, overlight low, mid-40s. Monday, sunny with a high of 75. Right now, lots of sunshine and we show 57 degrees. The suspect wanted for the Friday night shooting of a Texas state trooper apparently killed himself Saturday evening when he was surrounded in a house that he was hiding in near Mejia. 36-year-old D. Arthur Pinson reportedly shot Trooper Chad Walker 
when Walker pulled over to the side of Highway 84 to see if Pinson needed help. Walker's in critical condition in a Waco hospital. Pinson has a criminal record that includes a long prison sentence for armed robbery. More than 10 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine have been administered in Texas. According to the governor's office, more than 30% of eligible Texans have now received a vaccine. Governor Abbott says that's the result of dedicated work by state offices and the health care workers and volunteers who have helped administer those shots. From the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update at 9 o'clock. Meanwhile, 24-7 News coverage at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. This uh, hour is sponsored by Callaway's. You heard that at the beginning, and you hear the names and, and locations of the Callaway's managers and assistant managers at the end of each of these breaks. And I'm proud to be sponsored by Callaway's. It doesn't get any better than Callaway's. They go out of their way to have Texas certified nursery professionals there to help you at each of their stores. And you'll be hearing me talk about certified nursery professionals later this morning. Callaway's Nursery has the most beautiful flourishing plants for you this spring. Their stores are packed with fresh plants, and they are awe-inspiring. Their wide selection includes geraniums, an absolute must-have for all plant lovers. They're a longtime favorite all across America and all across the Metroplex. Geraniums are ideal blooming plants because of their colorful, rich flowers and and tried and true reputation of being easy to grow. They can easily cope with changing weather conditions in Texas. Their appeal extends to lush leaves that add depth and visual interest to the profusion of vivid blooms. Geraniums will capture your attention when planted in your landscape or in containers. Stop in today for your geraniums in big 6-inch pots for just $9.99 each. The friendly Texas certified nursery professionals are at Callaway's just to help you with professional answers. Callaway's continues to offer several easy ways for you to get everything you need for your landscape and patio. Visit one of their open-air stores, order online, or use their convenient curbside pickup by simply calling your local store to place your order. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. A new location on Greenville Avenue will be opening soon. They're open seven days a week, from 9 until 6, for your convenience. That's Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaways.com. They always say talking about what matters. Just get rid of those pesky Republicans and raise taxes enough, you'd have utopia. We don't have utopia. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Hope you'll visit my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Normally don't worry about how you spell my name, but when it comes to my website, you got to get it right. And uh, that's where you can buy my latest book, Lone Star Gardening. It's also where you sign up for eGardens, my electronic newsletter. You can find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions, the archived information on Rose Rosette Virus, and a whole lot more information. So I hope you'll go there. Oh, and by the way, on my website, I also keep a, a, a complete itinerary of all of the radio sponsors that I have here, their contact information, their addresses, their, uh, their uh, websites, direct contact that way, and phone numbers, the whole work, so that you can reach out to them if you ever miss it in their ads. That's neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L, 
S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Lynn from the South Arlington Store. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. Let's go to uh, let's go to Fran in Fort Worth. Fran's been waiting patiently. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help? Well, we planted a uh, Texas mountain laurel last year. It's about five to six feet tall right now, but it has no leaves. We're not sure if it was really damaged much. Um, so, what should how should we proceed? It doesn't have any you know any leaves, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to be dead well all you can do Fran is wait and see if it offers to put out leaves I've had um, my Facebook page is really really active it has blown up uh, since February 16th Uh, at that point at that point I had about 70,000 people on it and it has 93,000 people on it now and uh, I've had a lot of posts uh, showing uh, Texas Mount Laurel in North Texas uh, I have people from all over Texas on the page, but the ones in North Texas have reported loss of mountain laurels. Uh, I lost mine in a similar cold spell many years ago, and uh, I think they're in jeopardy. Much as I hate to say that, I think they're in jeopardy. This, uh, I have to tell you, this is the fallacy of using native plants in landscaping. It may be native in some place in Texas, but it's not native here. And, and cold is one reason that plants are not native everywhere. Um, too much rain is a reason that some plants are not native in other places. And too little rain, obviously. And, and in uh-huh. this case, the cold. So I, I'd leave it another few weeks and then make your judgment. But mountain laurels usually by now... Uh, have have done a lot of spring growing, verdant new spring growth. They were hurt clear down south of Bryan College Station this year. Wow. Well, also, uh, some of the bigger mountain laurels tend to have some kind of a worm, right? Genistamoth. Flower. Oh, they're what? G-E-N-I-S-T-A. Genista moth. I may have cut you off. I didn't mean to do that. Okay. But, no, but there's a little great. caterpillar that just devours the foliage. Is that what you were going to say? Yes. And so how do you take care of that? I, When I had mine, I had mine for uh, 20 years probably. The sad part is it was given in my mother's memory by the nursery association. Uh, while I was gone at, at her funeral, they planted it. And I was mildly surprised when I came home and there it was. Uh, and the reason reason for that, my father had done a lot of research on mountain laurels. It's a plant that is poisonous to livestock, and and uh, but but everybody knew that, and everybody uh, knew that I loved them, and and that we used them in landscaping. So it was it was a wonderful gift. But anyway, um, I had the Genista moth caterpillar uh, hit mine every summer and or late spring, and uh, they they would eat you know, a branch. It'd start on one branch and it'd just be stripped in two days and I'd see that and, and they're easy to kill with any insecticide, organic or inorganic. And but you okay. just have to be watching for them and, and make sure you get the, the thing underway right away. Okay. So that right. part that well, part that part won't be difficult if you have a mountain laurel. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so that's our next battle is to get your mountain laurel back for you. But I, I'm afraid you may have to replant. So 
anyway. Okay. Well, good. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Good luck with it. Thank you, Fran. Have a good day. All righty. Right. Let's see. Bye-bye. We have uh, we have an open line now. Uh, it's uh, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. There is a road, I don't remember the highway number, between Lakey and uh, Camp Wood, Texas. It's a lovely drive. And as a young high schooler, late 8th grade, ninth grade, uh, I went with my dad uh, while he was doing herbicide research out there and spent weeks at a time uh, staking out plots and loving working alongside my dad. He was a range ecologist and herbicide. He was the state to weed control specialist for A&M. And that was one of my favorite places to go. And the mountain laurels were on a, a big hillsides. I mean, we're talking about miles of hillsides that had burned years before. So that's probably 100 years ago that they had burned because I'm 76 and I was there when I was 16, 15. And um, the mountain laurels had come back in and had had completely grown over those hillsides. And I cannot imagine what that must have smelled like in the spring when it was all in bloom. They they, they are the most fragrant things in the world. And uh, it's beautiful. But, of course, the sheep and goat raisers don't care for the plant because it's very poisonous to their livestock. Um, let's see, let me refresh this. I keep remembering to do it. Normally it's automatic. All right, we go to Elaine in uh, Mansfield. I can do that and we'll still have time for my break. Elaine, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. What can you hear I, me? Yeah, if you're on a speakerphone, it will be better on the air if it's if you go to regular phone. Okay, uh, just, you mean silent my phone? Well, no, I need you not to be silent. Go ahead. How can I help you? Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, I have a beautiful Chinese pistachio in my front yard. It's a little over 17 years old. And the roots are, are protruding from the St. Augustine underneath. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for me on those roots that are showing up more and more each year? No, that's actually the nature of trees. Uh, as frustrating as it seems and as odd as it sounds, um, tree roots it makes sense when you think about it if you think about a a tree out in the woods or out in the prairie uh the the function of roots are are there are several one of them is to support the tree uh to hold the tree in place and so a network of roots that go out and and fan out in a horizontally on on just under the soil line, that would be a good thing. That would hold the tree in place better than one lone taproot going down. Most trees do have a taproot, but everybody thinks about a taproot going down and hitting a water source and just pulling the water up like a pipe. It doesn't work quite that way. Okay, so you have these horizontal roots. The other thing is that when it rains out on the prairie or in the in the forest, the rain hits the surface of the soil first, and that's where the roots are because that's where the water is going to be. And uh, so as a result, most trees have 90% of their roots in the top foot of soil. Okay, so now we've established that, and when the roots are the size of your fingers, that's not a big deal. They're just right there in the top foot of the soil, and actually in the top few inches of the soil. Well, as the roots get larger, they swell up, and they, they come up out of the soil, and you say, oh, gosh, now I have roots that are exposed. Um, if there's any erosion at all, or if, if the tree was planted a little bit high, 
Uh, in other words, it was not planted at the same depth at which it was growing in the nursery, then the roots are even higher and closer to the surface of the soil, and they show up even faster. And so as a result, here are all these roots, and, and you're left with, what do I do? Uh, in most cases, there's going to be enough shade beneath the tree that you'll end up having to have a ground cover there. The turf grass won't, won't do very well beneath the tree. And so the ground cover will act to conceal the roots, and that's a that, that kind of negates the whole problem. Uh, however, okay. if, if the if the turf grass is doing well and you don't want to go to a ground cover, then you have to decide, can I exist with those roots showing and just let the grass grow up to them and, and maybe over the tops of them? Uh, or do I remove a root now and then to, to get rid of a hazard? Uh, you do not want to add soil because in most cases there has not been erosion and you don't want to you don't want to submerge those roots in into the ground because that would all of a sudden change the dynamics they would not be in the top foot of soil they'd be in the next uh, foot of soil if you started adding soil so okay. that's the worst okay. thing you can do is to add soil around them but uh, okay. but what you're seeing is normal uh, some trees are really prone to that. Cottonwood trees really have roots at the surface. Live oaks really have roots at the surface. Silver maples do, but and okay. Chinese pistachios do too, but not not like the others. Okay, well that's good to hear because that thing is so beautiful in the fall. So that's yeah, good to hear. I, at at the most, what I would do is if you have one that sticks out where people walk and it's a problem. Uh, you could remove a root a year and do it in October after the after the big bulk of the hot, dry weather is over. That's when the tree okay. needs those roots, and that would give ah. it eight months to regrow. All right, well, that's good to hear. Thank you so much. Have a blessed uh, uh, Holy Week coming up. Thank you. Same to you. Have a good one. Thanks so much for the Bye. call. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. It's available to you, but not for three or four weeks. It's a paper shortage, and we're delayed just a little bit. The fourth printing sold out so much faster than I thought it would. I thought I had enough books, and I knew we were going to cut it tight because I was told about uh, three weeks ago, I guess now, that there was a paper shortage, and it would be delayed. The fifth printing would be delayed a little bit while they waited on the paper to arrive in San Antonio. But uh, then when the last 400 copies of my book went in two hours, oh, my gosh, so now we're in the fifth printing, and uh, if you'll if you'll bear with me, it's going to be about three weeks it looks like, and if you'll bear with me, then you will save money. The first uh, the 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 first the fifth printing will be yours for five dollars off the regular price. It will be thirty six ninety five, but I will sell it to you right now if you will do the pre sale uh, order. Uh, you'll sell, you'll get it at $31.95 plus tax and postage. It will never be that low again. It'll be a signed copy, and we'll get it in the mail. The minute that I get them, I will start signing, and we'll get them in the mail as quickly as we can. The first ones that are ordered will be the first ones that we mail, and I can only sign so many in a day. Uh, last uh, year, the, the last day, uh, last two days, we took 3,500 orders, and it took me weeks to get caught up with that because the orders just kept coming in. And so please, if you're interested in the fifth printing of the book, order it now. You can order it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening, landscapes, lawns, fruit, 
flower and vegetable gardening for all of Texas. And uh, 840 photos, 344 pages. If you're interested in it, get it bought right now. And uh, that's at my website, neilsperry.com. You can call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. G-R-O-W, but the better way is at neilsperry.com. Be a signed copy, satisfaction guaranteed, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to come to worship. Outside and inside and online, multiple options this Easter season. You can find all this at our website, sharingtheheart.org slash Easter. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor. Has the weather knocked out your plants? Were you looking to spruce up your landscape anyway? Go to the best, experts from the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. This is one of the strongest trade organizations in America. Men and women who have banded together decades ago to ensure that Texas gardeners have the best plants, the best products, and the best service that any industry can possibly provide. A shop where you see the name badges and emblems of certified landscape professionals and certified nursery professionals. They've studied long and hard hours to pass exams that prove they know the plants and their services. They are the pros, the best in the business. They're going to be at member nurseries and affiliated businesses of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. It's been my experience that you're most likely to find them at local independent retail garden centers. For the kind of professional help you want and deserve, support your local certified nursery professional and certified landscape professional at a member business of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. For a complete list, visit LandscapeTexas.org. That's LandscapeTexas.org. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Paul from the Richardson Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Speary's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Speaking of landscape professionals, certified nursery professionals, there you go. Let's go to Elaine in Mansfield. Let's see. No, that didn't refresh. Let's go to Jack in Van Alstine. Jack, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, quick question, uh, I think. Uh, um, I'm going to replace the soil. I have a seasonal planting area that's uh, roughly uh 20 foot long and about two foot wide on on the entryway so there's two sides of that um i wanted to replace the soil and what would be the and again you know the soil in van alstine most likely um what would be a good soil to put in there i hear different things from these uh dirt places and so i'm just wanted to make sure i put in the right soil uh, all right and this is right along the sidewalk uh it's along an entryway so uh it's really a driveway uh, the reason I'm asking that is, uh, is it absolutely critical that it be below the surface of the, uh, so that it doesn't wash onto the onto the drive? That that yes. was my concern. All right, yeah. because it's always a good idea to have a raised bed, and and that may not be available to us. Um, I would not necessarily feel compelled to bring some other soil in. I would probably amend it with uh, organic matter and expanded shale. Uh, you know what I'll do? Let me answer that. Stay on hold, and I'll come back. That's an answer that takes a little bit longer to develop, and I want to do it right for you. Can you wait five more minutes? 
Yes, I believe I can. All right. Okay. You. All right. I'll make it worth your while. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we'll have that answer and we'll have a lot more. If you'd like to call, we have two lines behind him at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Stay tuned, please.